Uh, mop-up operations currently underway in all parts of the Western Cape, really, as well as the Eastern Cape. Those were the two provinces that were most affected by the storm that wreaked havoc uh, starting Sunday here in uh, Cape Town and the province. 249 schools have been negatively affected by those storms over the weekend. And now we say good morning to the MEC for Education in the province, David Mania. David, a very good morning. Welcome to the show. Uh, good morning, Africa, and good morning to all your listeners. Those 249 schools, they were not all excessively damaged, I hope. I hope that it was a minority of them that had uh, or need major repair work, and then a number of them were just uh, minor um, superficial things that will be quick to fix. Absolutely. I mean, we, as of yesterday, had, uh, as you said, 249 schools that had been affected. Of those 249 schools, uh, about 150 schools had indicated that they had uh, uh, absorbed some kind of infrastructure damage. But that infrastructure damage obviously uh, ranged from uh, major infrastructure damage, for example, sort of collapsed uh, walls and classrooms, uh, to sort of relatively minor damage, for example, damage to to gutters. And so what we are doing at the moment is uh, assessing uh, the damage in uh, each of the affected schools, and we will be putting plans in place in the coming days uh, to make sure that those that the infrastructure repairs are uh, affected. You say in the coming days, um, if um, my memory serves, this is the last week of term, uh, third term. They'll be away for a week, I think, and then return uh, for the fourth term. We know what a crunch period that fourth term is, uh, particularly if you are in high school where you're doing and focusing a lot of revision in preparation for those final exams. Uh, Do you, from your initial assessment, ascertain that uh, by first day of the fourth term, uh, the majority of those repairs at schools would have been addressed? Um, obviously, we're still in the process of uh, assessing the damage, uh, but I'm confident uh, that uh, you know by the time uh, we get to the fourth term that we uh, should have uh, at least most of the repairs uh, um, you know, affected. I think our more immediate problem is that uh, as of yesterday, we still had 21 schools uh, closed, Thankfully, we had 18 more schools open yesterday than we did have the previous day, so there is a gradual recovery. Our immediate uh, concern is to ensure that we get as many schools open uh, as as possible uh, this week. And there the challenge is, uh, for example, ensuring that we restore a water supply and electricity supply to affected schools, and also particularly make sure that uh, access roads are safe. That's really our immediate focus at uh, at the moment. We will in a moment talk about uh, how the damage and the weather impacted on attendance. That's very important and dear to our hearts. But the schools that um, sadly are still closed, um, which areas in the province is, is most affected? So the, 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 the floods seem to hit the, the Cape Winelands area. Um, very badly, the sort of particularly the Fontshoek, Worcester, and the Derns area, and then also hit the, the Overberg uh, area uh, very badly. So the damage appears to be sort of more or less confined uh, to sort of or, uh, to two districts uh, in uh, in the province. And our district teams, as I've said, are out assessing the damages to make sure that we can uh, you know affect those repairs as soon as possible and get those schools and 
get the schools that are closed open so that we can uh, sort of resume teaching and learning. Yeah, let's talk then about attendance because we know how essential it is to have our school kids in school when it's term time. Correct. We, uh, as of yesterday, uh, we uh, assessed about a 30% of learners were were not at school um, on any normal day. I mean, that number would be closer to about 8%. So it's clearly an outlier number. And with 21 schools uh, closed and with a 30% uh, absentee rate, obviously teaching and learning uh, is heavily uh, and negatively impacted. And that's why I've said, you know, our real immediate uh, objective is to get schools uh, open uh, and make sure that uh, we get our learners back to school so that at least for the, uh, for the, the next two days uh, we can catch up any lost uh, sort of contact time in the in the classroom. Uh, will there be any capacity, perhaps even over the school holidays, for example, for teachers to uh, make up some of that lost uh, teaching time? Um, once again, I remind myself of the high school kids who will be wanting to get their revision underway as soon as possible in the fourth term in preparation for those final exams. Absolutely. I mean, uh, our schools will be putting uh, in place catch-up plans. Those catch-up plans will obviously uh, differ from school to school. Uh, but to uh, give you some uh, sort of an example, uh, at uh, Franchuk High School, uh, the plan uh, was to open the school, hopefully uh, today, after restoring uh, electricity and water and making sure that access uh, was safe. Uh, to bring back uh, the grade 10, 11, and 12 classes first uh, and then uh, to uh, execute a catch-up plan during the school holidays. And I think schools will, uh, across the province uh, will be taking uh, similar, you know, similar approaches. There will be time uh, during the spring break, uh, break to, uh, to catch up uh, lost learning time. Also bear in mind uh, that we have... Uh, you know, even had there not been uh, sort of flood damage, uh, the spring break uh, is an opportunity every year uh, for uh, spring classes, particularly for, for grade 12s, and those classes will go uh, go ahead uh, despite the, the flood damage because we will sort of, uh, to the extent that uh, we, we might need to shift venues, uh, we will shift venues, and those spring classes which go ahead every year uh, will continue through uh, through the spring uh, break. Senator, wish you uh, the best with that, David. And perhaps as my parting question, um, we are talking here school infrastructure and how it's been affected by the weather. But of course, for some of those learners, certainly some of those teachers and heads of schools, uh, it you know their homes would have been um, sort of under distress and perhaps needed to be displaced. What sort of support is the department offering then to those whose homes um, and properties perhaps in some way have um, have received uh, damage? Well, I mean the municipalities and our uh, disaster management uh, centre obviously coordinating the broader response, which would include supporting uh, uh, you know. Uh, people whose houses might have been damaged. A big concern for me, uh, Africa, is that not only in the school environment are we dealing with a lost teaching time, uh, 
Uh, but also bear in mind that uh, our schools feed nearly half a million uh, children. So the children that are not at school are not receiving the nutrition support that they need, and that is a big concern. So as a department, at district level, we are looking at alternatives uh, to, for example, uh, prepare uh, food parcels uh, to get to learners who are not at school and stranded uh, at home. We're busy trying to put those kinds of contingency plans uh, in in place uh, in the coming days. David, thank you very much indeed for your time this morning and all the best with the work ahead. David Mania is the MEC for Education in the Western